Every business should have access to high-speed internet, no matter where they are. But getting fast speeds in rural Canada hasn't always been easy, which meant less reliability, scalability, and connectivity. ExploreNet Enterprise Solutions has the network to help you do business virtually anywhere in Canada. With extensive fiber, fixed wireless, and satellite networks, we're bringing the high speeds of the big city to small towns, to tiny towns, and even no towns. No matter your business size or location, get connected today with ExploreNet Enterprise Solutions. Are you ready to clear a new path? Welcome to Clearing a New Path podcast, a space for the underrepresented voices of women entrepreneurs in rural Canada. I'm your host, Shauna Ray. Each episode, guests will speak authentic truth because it's the truth that connects us. Each one inspires us all to take up space within our own communities and within the business world, reminding us that each path can be messy and unique. Join us on the journey, clearing a new path. Heather Taylor is a fourth-year student at the University of Ottawa with a major in Honours English and a minor in Public Administration. She is a co-founder of Rural and Ready, alongside her two other co-founders, Kayla Hahn and Ava Kusera. Heather is the Chief Marketing Officer. They started Rural and Ready because of their own struggle as rural high school students and later as post-secondary students to find work experiences in rural settings, specifically related to their interests. They found that often in rural schools, clubs and even co-op experiences were limited, and therefore the opportunities to explore their interests before making a decision about a post-secondary focus were also limited. The group has received grant funding and gets guidance from a board of directors. They have been giving talks about their mission and the importance of diverse choices in rural schools. They call it the Rural versus Urban Educational Achievement Gap and are focused on a growth mindset. They are working on career testimonials so students can see folks working in the careers they aim to be working in one day. Okay, Heather, so where do you hail from? Where in rural or remote Canada are you? Um, I am from Ingersoll, Ontario, as well as all of the co-founders of Rural and Ready. Involved in your own rural community as a young person? Well, it all primarily started in high school. Uh, I was very grateful to have grown up with a dad who um, was very actively involved in his community. And so that was a really great example for me. And so um, in high, it wasn't until high school where I got more actively involved and felt the importance 
of my presence in the community. I specifically started volunteering with the Ingersoll Cheese Museum, and um, that's kind of where my community development happened. And um, afterwards, my school, I was very lucky, my school had a leadership program um, run by the teachers at IDCI, where um, they gave us students the opportunity to tutor first years as well as um, actually organize and host some of the events at our school. So in grade 11, I tutored some grade nine students in English. And um, in grade 12, I helped uh, organize uh, amongst my peers, uh, the Remembrance Day ceremony, as well as other events um, around the school. So you have your heart in your small community. And you've learned from a young age that it's important to participate in your community. And if you don't do something, then maybe no one will. Yes, absolutely. And I was also actively involved in my key club. Uh, Key club is also associated with the Kiwanis Club. Um, They're known around the world. And uh, that was really, at my school at least, one of the only uh, clubs that you could participate in that um, did community service events. And um, so I was an active member in that. I um, was on the executive team for a couple of years. And that also gave me a lot of opportunities to be involved. And I did realize, as you said, that um, there were very few of us in the club. And if I wasn't a participant, and as well as my other peers, Kayla Hahn, um, another co-founder of Roll and Ready, was also in that club. And we knew that if we left, that there would be nobody to pass it down to for the club and keep that um, momentum going. Well, I think rural communities are having a great challenge in engaging younger people in volunteerism. Uh, you know, there's a lot of we longer in the tooth folks, if you will, that uh, are the base of a lot of those community organizations like Optimus, Kiwanis, Lions Clubs. And it's it's challenging to get young people engaged. Are you finding that as a young person, too? Uh, Yes. And I think that obviously COVID-19 really impacted that. I'm also involved, currently involved in an organization called Rotary uh, within Rotaract. And I've been doing that for most of my university experience. And and COVID really so far has impacted the students and just young individuals in rural communities tremendously because a lot of the teachers were just trying to get their students through uh, online teaching and everything. And so um, it was really difficult to try to facilitate any type of um, volunteering um, experience for the students, um, especially virtually. Uh, that had some a lot of complications. But other than the impacts of COVID-19, it's still kind of hard because I think that it's really hard to quantify the impact that you have within your community when you do uh, community service events and everything. It's more, it's more of a quality aspect. You can't really describe it in numbers all the time. It's more of the impact it has on you and what you can visually see yourself doing in the community. Well, when you say visually, our small communities often aren't very diverse. So it is challenging to make our smaller communities more welcoming Mm -hmm. to other folks. We know that uh, the statistics are telling us that more people are moving out from the urban centers into the rural areas. 
and we as communities want to make it more welcoming. And you started an organization, Rural and Ready, you co-founded it, where you are lining young folks up with jobs that are suitable for them. And and what you mentioned about COVID-19 and it being challenging uh, to not be able to do that, those sort of things in person, how did that all come about? And and I want to ask also, is diversity part of, you know, your recruiting and, and the way that you're doing things? Yes, absolutely. So um, one unique thing about Rural and Ready is we are made up of three female co-founders, um, myself, Heather Taylor, then Kayla Hahn, who is the CEO, as well as Ava Kusera, who is um, our research officer. And um, so it really came about, uh, uh, like I said, Kayla and I had been actively involved in our community through Kiwanis. And Ava herself had done uh, instrumental work with research throughout the years in her university degree. And so Kayla proposed this idea of how can we help our rural community? And especially during this all started during COVID, Rural and Ready, we actually just hit our one year mark as of August. Diversity, equity, and inclusion has always been an instrumental part of Rural and Ready. It's something we've talked about right from the get-go, and not just diversity, equity, and inclusion in terms of race or LGBTQ uh, plus communities, as well as um, cultural differences. Um, We knew that being a rural organization that focused on uh, assisting rural students throughout Canada meant a diverse amount of things. Canada is a very large country. Each rural community, although it may seem very similar, hosts extreme differences. You know, we know that the Indigenous communities across Canada are also a huge component of these rural communities and often are, like you said, unseen. So we really wanted to consider that um, and our impact within that. So and it's a continuous process. Um, the conversation is always ongoing as how we can be more inclusive, uh, more diverse. Um, and I think all in that also avoiding tokenism and um, trying to say, oh, we're a rural community that is primarily Caucasian and we're trying to support the few people in our community that aren't Caucasian. So those are the conversations we continuously have. And when creating our organization, we also needed to develop a board that kept us in check as well and oversaw all of our business. And we specifically have a couple of members within our board that actually work within um, teaching diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so we really facilitate it throughout our entire organization from our volunteers to our board members. We are giving presentations to students and we are reaching out to pretty much every that everyone that we can and giving different presentations and always in taking that information. We also want to recognize that Canada um, has a large French demographic. Personally, I go to the University of Ottawa. I've been studying French and I'm actually very connected to the Montreal community um, as it is so close to Ottawa. But we're really trying to branch out uh, throughout Quebec as well to really have some representation within our own organization. And I think that's where we're trying to start um, so that we can not speak on behalf of these communities, but have them speak to us within the organization. I love that. I love that you're 
engaging the community rather than telling them, here's what you should be doing. I think that that's a key missing piece that that folks think that we're, we're sitting at the table at the council horseshoe or the council meetings, and we're going to make these decisions about equity and and inclusion, but we're not going to engage the people that we actually want to invite to our community. (laughs) So let's, let's back up just a little bit and, and tell me what exactly it is that you do with Rural and Ready and how it's grown in that year that you've talked about. Yeah, absolutely. So Rural and Ready um, started, like I said, Kayla Hahn introduced this topic um, based on the fact that we had an opportunity to apply to a grant. And um, so we actually did end up receiving that grant and it allowed us to develop an entire website thanks to a collective, the New Kid Collective. They helped us develop our aesthetic, which focused on appealing to um, the youthful demographic, as well as the professionalism that we were going for when talking to school boards and um, educational leaders. Rural and Ready is focusing on four main pillars, which is one, the growth mindset um, within rural uh, individuals, awareness, providing opportunities, and mentorship opportunities. So those are our primary focuses that we base all of our um, experiences off of. And a lot of this was truly based off of Ava, Kayla, and I's personal experiences growing up. I'll use Ava as an example. She uh, she does phenomenal research in um, science and and one thing she always said was that growing up in our high school community, there were very few clubs and very few clubs that spe- specifically focused on her career, the career path that she wanted to take. And she couldn't really get involved until she went to university. And so we're really trying to focus on those aspects aspects for students. Uh, when you, you're in grade 11, grade 12, you're starting to hear about college opportunities and university, but there's such a spectrum of um, degrees, diplomas, certificate programs that you can take that oftentimes um, aren't heard of very much. And within that as well, there can be very specific career opportunities because a lot of times in high school, it's divided between, oh, do you want a career in for example, I'm an English major. Do you want a career in English? Do you want a career in biology and science? It's very generalized. But when you actually get into university, that's when you kind of realize that there's some very specialized aspects within those general programs. So we're really trying to develop an awareness towards that and just letting students know more of their opportunities and really trying to assist in that um, educational rural versus urban divide and try to connect the two. We really just want to let students know, all students know, that um, just because you're in a rural community does not mean that you do not have opportunities to grow within yourself and leadership. And oftentimes it just takes a little bit of support that you need in order to launch yourself because, for example, if your club is lacking club, if your school is lacking clubs, you can make your own club. A lot of students just don't know how to do that and how to gain the support for that. So that's uh, based on our own experiences. That's what we really wanted to focus on. So you wanted to build a community mm-hmm. of support for high school students in particular in rural communities so that they didn't feel alone um, and that they could expand on whatever their dream yeah. was. 
and show them some of the opportunities. And I think you do share job opportunities as well for people to gain experience so that they can figure out what they want, what specialty they want to tackle when they go to university. So we do talk a lot about um, different career opportunities that they can take. And oftentimes, um, if we do see that there are opportunities uh, for jobs or careers that uh, focus on the demographic that we're talking about, um, then we do promote it on our social media pages and on our website. On our website, we do have a specific page called Resources. That page consists of some research that we've all put together in terms of leadership opportunities and programs students can participate in, as well as just um, ways for them to kind of expand on their understanding of career opportunities that are available to them. As Rural and Ready, as well for our volunteers, we currently have a high school representative And one thing we always encourage for students that if they volunteer for us and participate with us, they also um, can get their community service hours through us as well. And um, that helps them in their uh, high school career in um, receiving their high school diploma. So, yeah, we kind of try to focus on a myriad of different things while all trying to support them, encourage them, but most importantly, ensure that these students are actively involved in participating in their career development, because it can start off just as small as volunteering. Through this process, this year-long plus process, it's been over a year, Mm -hmm. has anything surprised you? I think for all of us at first, yeah, we, we all had this kind of experience ourselves. Each individually, but also as a group about um, how our high school was great. Overall, we each had opportunities, but there were certain things that were missing. And um, uh, Ava has done a lot of research. But one thing we were surprised about is the lack of research that exists about the gap between rural and urban students. And so um, we're really focused on that as well. And also just when we're giving presentations to all these uh, school boards across many different districts, I think that we have all been extremely overwhelmed by the positive uh, feedback that we've been getting and really hearing about the fact that we're needed. And I think every now and then we just step back and we're like, wow, we're actually making an impact with this. We're not the only ones who've experienced this. And I think that that really took us shock because this year went by so fast and we've connected with so many different educational leaders that have supported us. And so um, I think that definitely took us a little by, uh, by surprise for sure. So can school boards get in touch with you with Rural and Ready and book you for presentations? Do they, do they pay to do that or, or do you do that um, as part of your grant or how does that work? You can get in touch with us through our website, ruralandready.com, as well as our um, email, ruralandready at gmail.com. We have given several presentations before and they don't pay us for the presentations. Uh, as of right now, we still have some grants. We actually just received a grant from um, Equal Voice as well. So we have some grants that keep us going in terms of starting some new projects and starting presentations and again, just build, building up our volunteer base. So right now, uh, as part of our pillars, awareness is one of our biggest aspects 
Um, so yeah, we're happy to give presentations to pretty much everyone who'd like to listen. And again, we've been receiving some great feedback and we've had such an amazing network that has introduced us to more educational leaders that want to hear about us and um, just get our name out there. When you get all the support and you know, you're surprised by the lack of research and, and all of those things. How does it feel to be really making a difference and, and moving towards change in these small communities? How does that feel? It feels really amazing. Uh, it, it's really great to know that um, we're able to do something that truly connects and means something to people. And um I think that it's really opened up our personal pathways to what we want to do as individuals within our own careers. Like I think that we have uh, all three of us uh, in this uh, path that we're on with Real and Ready, we've each just learned so much. And I think one thing that truly helps is that we're still, we're all university students as well. And so it's really great to be able to connect to high school students And um, hopefully with the more high school students that we get that are getting involved and everything, um, we can keep that momentum going. And I think that that in and of itself is just outstanding. Every now and then um, we give a presentation and then we usually call each other afterwards and we're just sitting there like, wow, okay. Like people are listening to us. They're they're understanding us. They're they're telling us that this means something, and I think that that's when we ourselves realize just the just the amount of stuff that we're doing, um, and how it impacts. So it feels pretty phenomenal. And as a female who has grown up with many goals and aspirations myself, oftentimes um, every now and then you do feel slightly dismissed growing up because. Um, you know, your goals may sound lofty for some. They're just like, well, how could you accomplish that? When I was going through throughout my own leadership skills, there were some people who would call me bossy or, you know, she takes charge as if I'm not just leading. But we're kind of all three at this point where um, we're being heard, we're being listened to, and we're just really getting that positive feedback. So I think that just... I don't know if there's an exact way to describe it other than just, um, just, yeah, we're really touched by everything. What's next for you? So I'm currently in my fourth year um, for honors English and a minor in public administration. So I'm currently looking towards um, grad school opportunities that actually focus on um, education and community development. That's really my goal. Um, so that's what I'm working on at the moment. So we'll see where that takes me. And then for Rural and Ready, right now, we're just focused on um, creating new projects and um, hopefully connecting with more rural students across Canada. Again, focused on getting that representation within our own organization is vitally important to um, the future of Rural and Ready. So yeah, we're all looking at graduating um, our degrees at some point soon. So we're also going to be considering... Um, how it will look when we're not students um, and yeah, how the future of Rural and Ready will continue to again, gain that momentum, hopefully with more high school representatives. I am so inspired by your story and all three of you, what you're trying to do and what you're achieving in your own communities. Um, Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. And I can't wait to hear what's next from you all.
Well, thank you so much. Um, being a part of this uh, this podcast, Clearing a New Path, um, it, it really, the support uh, just really means a lot to uh, each one of us. And uh, we look forward to hearing more podcasts as well. I think that there's so many ways in which we can collaborate in the future. So I really appreciate you having me here too. this episode, please subscribe, rate it, and leave a review. It really helps others find us. Clearing a New Path podcast artwork is supported by the graphic design of Katie Wilhelm, and the music branding is by Dev Studios. The podcast is produced by Radar Media in Temp Centre, Ontario. It is the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and neutral peoples who once used this land as their traditional beaver hunting grounds. The First Nations communities closest to this studio are Chippewa of the Thames First Nation, Oneida Nation of the Thames, Muncie, Delaware First Nation, and the Chippewas of Kettle and Stony Point. We will speak to many people across Turtle Island, and as a settler here, I'm committed to deepening understanding of Indigenous communities and reframing responsibilities to land and community. I am grateful to Mother Earth for the opportunity for love and connection, and to the spirits of the elders and the medicine people who still walk the earth. Until next time, 